seconds. Charles Barkley. Johnson around his man. Tries to Yes, that's right. If you notice that video was sputtering, that's because there is a hostile takeover happening right now on your son's planet. I'm your host, Fallen Founder, a.k.a. Jake Bronger, and the Aussies are up and at them and here to join with us and potentially just take over the goddamn show because clearly my internet is not wired into a wall and it's going to be like this for the rest of the show. But welcome, Aussies. Gavin, thanks for uh, bringing uh, yeah. the crew. I, I, you were going to teach these other guys how to run a show, but it looks like you have to do it. You have to show up we and have to, leave the family I behind. To, I have to. I have to look after him. Um, anyway, look after the video. Fantastic, love your work. But that's all we have time for today. Um, that basically, took up <laughs> the entire hour. Uh, fantastic introduction. Uh, thanks. Thanks for having us along, though, Jake and. Anyone watching on the Aussie Suns fans page, we appreciate you. Make sure that you hit like, and most importantly, hit subscribe on our video. Then go across to Suns Planet, hit subscribe and like over there as well. Um, it helps the algorithm. It helps Suns fans check out uh, some great content and a bit of fun that we're no doubtedly going to have today. Oh, absolutely. So in the spirit of uh, our good friend, John Voida, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh... Crack them a little early because before I, any more of you Aussies talk, I need to start getting good and liquored up. So, who wants I'm to go next? Where that boy? Hello, mate. Looks like Hello. boy. Boy Hello, looks Crocky. like he's really frozen. Yeah, he's, he's sharing the same internet as Jake. <laughs> am I? Is it? Am I really freezing, or can you hear me? Am I fluent? Back, we can hear you're you back now. now. We can hear you. We can hear you. You're back and you're moving. You're awesome, actually cheap awesome. enough that it wouldn't surprise me if you are stealing Jake's internet. If I, if I could work out a way, I would. Don't worry about that. <laughs> hey, hey, I just need to say, I need to say, we just sat through that fucking intro twice because Jake, Jake, Jake forgot to forgot to hit the live button and listen to the whole intro, and then not only did he listen to the intro, but then he spoke. Gavin spoke, and he's speaking to the crowd. And there's no one fucking there. <laughs> it was fucking... And then we had this. No, some so... people call it practice, Boyd. That was what we were doing. And it was worse the second time around. But that was <laughs> that was um that was that started 20 minutes ago, guys. And now we're here and we're live. Now let's let's do it all again. But oh, great to be on with you, boys. Let's talk about the Phoenix Suns and what's been and you know what's coming up. And the smallest amongst us, but certainly the cutest. Nate, how are you feeling today? I mean, I'm the fucking, really, every fucking pod, everyone says something about my fucking height. Like, you motherfuckers. I, but I give hey. you a compliment. You're adorable. Hey, Women in you? East Asia fawn over you, sir. 
it's it's I'm a little rough, let's be honest. Let's just put it straight out there. I, you're adorable. I, 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 I dropped in just so that I could get rid of the, the red eyes and I still look fucking adorable. Thank you both. Uh it's really nice of you. Fucking bastards. Ooh. Well, yeah, where should we be starting at uh, tonight? Uh, and, and and to all of our uh, loyal sons at Planet Pod listeners, yes, this uh, this episode might get a little rough, might get a little choppy uh, with uh, so many Aussies in, in uh, on live. So um, don't worry, we'll we'll try and keep it, you know, between, uh, keep it PG thirteen into the rated R territory, not not getting too explicit, but. You might want to turn that radio dial down just a bit if you got little ones hanging out with you. Did I leave now? What I, what I will well, say. I said little ones is in children, not little ones is in. I love I love how you put that post up saying that this is this is our, our son's planet after dark. It reminds me of Big Brother Australia Big Brother about ten years dark. ago. It was Big Brother after dark, and that's when you got to see all the titties and the and the bum shots and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, and we, and we in the states, it was uh, we had Cinemax come on, and uh, basically anyone that came of age in the '90s and early 2000s, when mom and dad went to bed, HBO and Cinemax, or Skinemax as we called it, would uh, start to show um, very interesting stuff. That uh, if you you always had your hand on the uh, you know recall button, so that uh, if your parents were like, "Oh, I need to go get a drink of water," boom, quickly you were all of a sudden watching cartoons again. Uh, but you had to figure out. You know, and, and I will say this, it did kind of warp a lot of minds because we quickly thought that sex was only supposed to last about 90 seconds, according to those shows. So, uh, you know, it, it set oh, everyone wait, up for wait, failure. Wait, wait, uh, it's supposed to last longer? Yeah, you're actually supposed to get it. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. That makes oh. sense. Um. <laughs> But uh, before before we move on to wrapping up this week's games, I just want to give a shout-out and a plug to our next watch party, which is only two weeks away in Perth. Um, on the 24th of February, we're going out to the casino because, let's be honest, it's Perth. The only place that will be open at 9 o'clock in the morning is the casino. Um, yeah. We're going to head out to the casino, drink some beers, watch the Suns, have a great time. So if you're in Perth or if you can make it to Perth, come along, join us at the casino. We'll have some beers. We'll have some merchandise to give out. It'll be really, really great. Breakfast beer. Well, let's talk about that real quick because uh, the Suns uh, Planet folks, we always try and find out a little bit about the culture, a little bit about the locations. I've always seen Perth on the map as basically this is the only city west uh in australia i mean that's kind of how it's built is that it's the only it's an oasis in the desert what is the story with perth i mean why is everyone you know why is everyone on the eastern side of australia i feel like the brits took the long way around when they started dropping off convicts the brits dropped the convicts off on the east coast <clears throat> and then all of the shit guys we just sort of palm off as far west as possible to the west yeah to the west but man hey i go over to perth a lot for work and they hate the east coasters man they hate them it's like the two pack and biggie beef it's like there's there's animosity (laughs) there's angst there's tension most most of the um most of the most of the people in perth are basically singaporeans anyway it's the same time zone like it's a it should be a complete i was going to say can you put that comment up 
Um, yeah, I've yes, got, got to do that. <laughs> if you if you are if you are um, going to have a bet on that day, the safest bet would be to uh, to bet against the Suns. No, Kip, the curse was not broken. We got smashed at the last watch party. Um, the safest <laughs> the safest bet is. The safest bet is the game for for the Americans on the 23rd, for Australians on the 24th. Honestly, bet against the Suns because we are zero and three, and it's getting ugly. Basically, we're going to need you guys to stop tuning in <laughs> for some of these games. <laughs> they're, they're, if we lose this one, I apologize to Adelaide um, straight up for a couple of weeks later. There'll be no Adelaide watch party if we lose this one. <laughs> That's that really come full full circle after our loss to Adelaide. Uh, what ninety sixers or what was that team called in the preseason? The thirty sixers. The thirty sixers. And it might actually that might be the time we break the actual streak. We might lose the game next week. Go to Adelaide because they are our curse team, and we might pick up the victory. Okay. Okay. Well, let, let's talk about how the week went uh, otherwise because we did just have a, a game against golden state uh but we started off a little bit better uh taking on the washington wizards who we colossally stomped 141 12 i know they're struggling right now but uh nate any any initial thoughts on on the immediate beatdown of uh you know and taking care of business to finish up that east coast trip the sun said no Thank you. And now for a, a follow-up question, Boyd, your thoughts? No, nah, man, I I thought it was awesome, man. And the gal. <laughs> we, are, we are just giving you the content, man. This the, is all, the Australians are <laughs> might, as well, might as well just log off now. I <laughs> They're not great with direct questions. They are men <laughs> of few words and directly questioned. Uh, the Washington game was dull. It was it was a showcase of Bradley Beal, let's be honest, and which was great. I I really enjoyed watching Brad break out and have a great game back there in Washington. But ultimately, we beat him by twenty eight. Should have won by fifty eight. Um, look, whenever we watch a game, have we really had a massive blowout this year? That was kind of really the first one where we went. You know what? That was over halfway through the first quarter, and we could just sit back. Why to wire? Why to wire? It was good to see, but we're still good to see. And and but we did it still making all of our usual mistakes. Like I um um and just this will speak to a lot of the preview, like all this week's games and a lot of the previous ones. I look back at our at their our field goal. <laughs> Please put the last comment back up. Yeah, Jake. <laughs> no, not that one. Yeah. Not that one. <laughs> hey, Gav, you remember the last Shout out to the Aussie brother of Suns playing. Hey, hey, what what I will say is that we we've been super efficient, all right? But I had a quick look back and it feels like I look at every single stat sheet after every single game and we take less shots. And I think, oh, fuck, we're shooting it really well. And, and it, the game's are always closer than what they, um, the stats, the, the percentage-wise, feels like it should be. And I'm like, fuck, what's going on here? And um, I look back, we have only got more field goals in five games 
all year. Since January 1st, I think there's been like 25, 25 out of 25 games. And we are getting, we are getting possession wise, we're getting destroyed. And it's, and it's, um, it, it was nice to see that big win um, um, still with that deficit. It just means that once we do uh, get it together properly and um, get our fair, fair share of licks, uh, we're going to really, really, really put our fucking um, foots to the throat of this comp and, and drive it home. So we, there's still a lot to work out. So, yeah, um, that's just something that I picked up today after lots of frustration. No, I, I, I think that's a fair way to look at it. To, to me, there's been uh, – I feel like we've blown out teams more in the last couple of years than we have been uh, at, at the rate this year, which it's been few and far between. The times I feel like when we're up 20 in the fourth quarter, I usually take a look at the, the, the live betting apps because I start to say, okay, the other team plus 18 points sounds pretty good right now because we know what happens in the fourth quarter. Suns start to <laughs> make mistakes, and they – they might win by eight, they might win by 10, might win by 12, but those bets tend to hit all of a sudden. And so, you know, the fourth quarter sleepiness at the wheel, you know, what have you. So, um, yeah, obviously the Wizards are a massively struggling team right now. But keep in mind, we were we had just lost to the Atlanta Hawks. And so, you know, it's a good correction win to go out and stomp a team. Uh, next, we had the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Gav, we took down uh, Giannis. We took that. There was no Dame. Uh, but we took down Giannis, and we took down eight minutes of uh, Chris Middleton. We saw old Robin Lopez. What else uh, uh, was uh, important in this game? My God, Robin! Um, a really, really nice win against the Bucks. the The thing that stood out for me was the if we go back to the twenty twenty one finals. I hate bringing it up because everyone gets really, really mad. Um, we just didn't have a way. We didn't have a way. We didn't have a way to defend Giannis in those finals. I think that game proved that we do have a way to defend Giannis now. So if that ever gets to that point, um, ultimately, there's only so much you can restrict the guy. But ultimately, we were we were fantastic defending him in that game at basketball. And yes, they'll probably have Middleton back and. Um, KD did beautifully to take him out of the game. Um, Dame Dame will obviously play, and he's he's an offensive um, juggernaut. But ultimately, I think we completely outplayed him there, and um, it was uh, for me all I took away from that was that during the main stretches of the game, we defended Giannis really, really well. And that was the most pleasing part of that game for me. Um, by the way, before I move on, Giannis is... People give Grayson Allen shit. Giannis Antetokounmpo is the dirtiest player in the NBA today. Bold hey, statement, sir. What? It was a hell of a I, game. I agree, Gav. We... We deed up Giannis really, really well that game and um, hit him with some physicality. But fucking hats off to the officiating in that game. We act, they actually they weren't given fucking um, Giannis calls just for getting bre- um, you know getting the breath on him. Like he was not untouchable, and it really he was really in a position same as where, today. Same as today. Yeah, I mean, it. He was really. Hopefully, it's something that 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 keeps on happening because that's one of the most frustrating things we're all burnt from from the finals but to see him go up and just be 
absurdly upset <laughs> about not getting call after call was was brilliant. He still got to the line a lot, and he he always is going going to. But we just sort of we just sort also of delivered also bit. also delivered free chicken to the fans yeah. in the building. Yes. Yes. Well, boy, you brought it up on the last pod that we recorded when you were talking about the officiating having to turn around at some point to yeah. basically ref against his game because he's just taken advantage of shit. And I think oh. to your point, this game was a clear example like, where it was somewhat corrected. It's like they listened to our pod. The whole fucking yeah, all let's, the let's umpires are Fuck. <laughs> they they listened. And they're like, yeah, no, Boyd's right. We should uh, we should start calling this guy out and, and not giving him everything that you know that he wants. And it was it was just nice to see. It was nice to see Nurk get um, rewarded for that physical um, um, defense that he was putting on him. And um, yeah, look, man, um, the Bucks is Bucks is every every win against the Bucks is going to be like music um, to all of our ears. It's 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 love to hear about it. Love to see it. Um, ever since that finals appearance. When you brought that finals appearance up, um, Gavin, Dan Duarte is somewhere right now knocking back, sculling and fucking <laughs> shaking. He's, he's in a really bad way. He hates it when, when that shit comes up. <laughs> what, what we're talking about stuff that came off the last pod. I didn't get mentioned during the Washington recap. Uh, I, I put a lot of shit on Bradley Bill last week for a four for 27 from three week. And, Gav, you said it's going to turn around and give us a 40-piece soon. The very the very fucking know, next game. The very next game. <laughs> More predictions, less watch parties, Gav. Uh, oh yeah, I, I forgot to kind of call that out. So the uh, kind of leading uh, uh, folks from the uh, the first game this week, Bradley Beals was mentioned. Uh, Forty three points, sixteen of twenty one shooting, four or five from deep, uh, six assists. Uh, Washington was led by I always butcher his name, Denny of. Abdija, um, but uh, yeah, he, he had uh, 24 points. And uh, in the Milwaukee game, I agree with you guys. Giannis, it, you, you don't know it by just looking at the box score. I mean, 34 points, 13 of 24, uh, 10 rebounds, six assists. Um, but that's kind of a bad shooting night for Giannis. And, and of course, he had to do all that shooting because looking at the rest of their team, uh, as was mentioned, Chris Middleton went out early uh, after I think he twisted an ankle coming down. And um, so it was Malik Beasley was your next best shooter. Good. Yeah. So that and led guys, actually to Devin Booker with 32. And uh, Kevin Durant had 28. <laughs> Beal had 25. It felt like the most complete offensive performance from the Suns' big three in a very big game. Definitely. Definitely. And, and it was good to see. And we've spoken about it on our pod over the last couple of weeks. We said, similar to the Clippers, this team needs 20 to 25 games together. Well, guess what? We're there now. And we're starting to see that delivery. We're starting to see three guys who are, and tonight was a rough night, particularly for KD. But ultimately, we're starting to see the big three scoring 20 plus points each. Um, the, there's, would you guys disagree that there's not more stability now to the system after? 20 games like on, now boy. there's a hell of a lot more confident there's more that i'm a lot more confident watching those two on the floor or those three on the floor now than i was 10 games ago now i watch it, it, them on the floor it, it, and go okay the whole they can't of the bench stand out a lot more because we were so not focused on 
some positions, you know, the five starters and maybe Eric Gordon. And then it was just, wow, can anyone else come out and play with these guys for a decent minute or two? Because I, I think you're right with that. And that's something that we've certainly been talking about. Um, or I've certainly been talking about is that the, they have to get minutes together. They have to get games together to kind of know what to look for in each other. And especially on the defensive assignments, kind of know where each person's going to be and how to communicate with each other. That does take time. And you're right to tag onto that. It's not just the big three are looking more comfortable together. I think that there's an element of that um, in the other, them having more trust in, in certain guys around them. And because we saw it result in a lot of ISO ball in, in periods where we shouldn't have been doing it. Like we know it's going to be somewhat ISO heavy with our big, big three, our big guns, but um, there was a lot more of it than we'd want. And um, I think that since the, since the big three have gotten more comfortable with certain, like Aaron Gordon, uh, Eric Gordon had a really good patch there. Um, Grayson Allen has just been infallible, infallible or infallible. I'm not sure, but both. He's been both, but um, yeah. So we've we've had some really key key um, consistency from a couple of the guys on the bench, and it's just I think that they're that's brought out the best in our big three as well. This is just having that trust and confidence in um, some support players, and we've gotten rid of all the shit ones. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> We, 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 we got rid of our shit for maybe some other people's shit, so we're going to find yeah. out real fast. But we'll get like into that in a bit. We'll get into that in a bit, yeah. 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 But let's uh, let's take a look at the uh, Utah game, which was another strong performance. Uh, Suns ended up winning that one, 129 to 115. Jazz are kind of caught. But I'll be honest. I figured the Jazz were going to be sellers at the trade deadline and try and offload their guys because the, my view of the Jazz – they're too good to be terrible, but they're not bad enough to not compete right now. And so um, I guess they'll, they'll be looking to stick around. And, of course, Lori um, Markinen has found a home there. He led the team uh, 22 points, five rebounds, uh, but that was not good enough to take down the Suns, who were led by Kevin Durant, 31 points, and Bradley Beal, 30 points. So uh, a couple of great games. Devin Booker uh, sat out that game. So a 14-point win over a – mediocre uh, Utah Jazz boy. Uh, well, any uh, thoughts on that game? That was a trade deadline game. Yeah, it was. It was. Now, there's a lot of there's a lot of different ways that a team like the Jazz can go. They can just bottom out and trade everything. They they've already done really well in 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 the draft capital sort of um, 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 point point of view. They got fucking a chest full of picks, so yeah. they they're doing well in that regard right now. So. I mean, they didn't really have to keep on unloading and, and, and stocking up. They can still make moves. And they've got this, this we believe uh, jazz sort of thing going, like the old you, uh, we believe warriors, where they're, they're, trying to, um, they're, they're trying to build something there with a, with a few pieces that they know are going to be around long, long term. And obviously, they, they, they want their destination to be somewhat of a destination for, for a free agent um, um, coming up. But... But yeah, they're they're hanging in there. Wish I feel like we still should have put these guys away um, a lot of, a lot better than we did. But again, it was um, it's around that that trade deadline time. I mean, I don't know about your fantasy, but mine was game time decision. Game time, people are just sort of rocked because yeah. they've just lost a lot or they've gained a lot, or you know, they there's just traded. a lot of 
a lot of conjecture. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I heard my name mentioned five times like last night. Uh, but yeah, so there's a lot of conjecture there. So it's a it's a funny game. You, I wouldn't read too much into that one, but but yeah, yeah. Like Utah are still going to you know swing out right to the very end um, in a in a they're going to try and be in the play in and or and 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 make some noise. So is there somewhat of a destination? That, uh, you know, come. Come free agency, I think. I th- you, you are the first person, Boyd, that's ever told me that Utah was looking to create themselves as a destination. Destination. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know, th- know. Th- th- this, this is, I've been to Salt Lake City, uh, just to the airport. I was flying through on my way somewhere else, and I was glad I was doing it. If you like picturesque, you know, uh, mountains and uh, getting out there, um, and low strength beer and a lot of rules on how much you can drink because they will cut you off. It is a very strong Mormon community. Um, Utah might be the place for you if you're that uh, free agent looking to, uh, you know, it's probably one of the most affordable NBA cities for sure. If, if uh, I think it was, was it Hassan Whiteside was out there and he had, was driving around this like mammoth uh, Hummer vehicle. I remember they were showing at one uh, Utah jazz game and I thought, you know, that makes sense in Utah uh, that you can probably afford to have a car that gets like six miles a gallon. Um, so uh, I've, ne- but yeah, that would be the first time I've ever heard somebody refer to Utah as a potential, uh, you know, a destination location. Um, usually it's well, maybe, a, the beach or the big city not, lights. Maybe it's not. So maybe they've got to do everything on the court that they can to make sure that it's a, it's a destination on the court. No, I, I and yeah, I hear you. I mean, a chance <laughs> to win and go go far, absolutely. But yeah, uh, yeah. that's what they're working with. You know, uh, they're they're working <laughs> with. They're, they're hoping that some talent out there is like, you know what? I love skiing uh, in the off season. I want to go to Utah and play with the Jazz. Uh, <laughs> Just Utah, the birth of America. Being able to see or hear inside Donovan Mitchell's head on draft night when he got drafted by the Jazz, you can just imagine him going, "Oh fuck." Like you can just imagine, that was the last fucking place he wanted to go. Yeah. Well, I mean, gosh, uh, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit when, um, uh, gosh, you guys remember when Ricky Rubio, I think, first got drafted, and they're like to the Minnesota Timberwolves, and he's like, "Now nah, I'm going to stay in Spain a little bit." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I saw how cold he gets there in uh, the winter." You mean I'm like uh, you mean year. like Bogan Bogdanovich said to Phoenix and just went, "No," nah, which is strange. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, yeah. It's Phoenix is at least a very large city. Uh, you know, you get that aspect of it versus like a Milwaukee, which, you know, the reason why Milwaukee is a destination now is because Giannis is there and you feel like you have the shot, which is, I think, what Boyd was getting at before he froze up. Um, otherwise, it's you have to like the Great Lakes and you have to like beer. That would be why you'd want to move to Milwaukee because that's kind of what they're known for. Um But let's go ahead and, and wrap no, up. Uh, one, of the, one of those things is the t- uh, an absolute take. Yes, we, we we Australians would love Milwaukee if it's just about beer. Oh yeah, I mean this place, it was like it's one of the brewery cities of the the country for sure. So no, it's it's also it is, real it big on uh, meat PBR, and cheese. Right? Milwaukee's the home of PBR, right? Pabst Blue Ribbon, I believe so. Yeah. I know they had a Schlitz uh, beer, and they might have had Blatz too. Uh, beer and cheese, yeah. This is where a lot of the uh, the German immigrants moved uh, that started brewing beer in Wisconsin and and making real good cheese. So, um, but assuming nothing else on, on the uh, the the jazz game, let's go into tonight's game because that's what people are here for. 
uh, and the uh, the Golden State Warriors game. Nate, talk to us a little bit about it. You've heard a little bit that it was a good game if you're a fan of these two teams, but maybe not if you're just a fan of the NBA. Look, I, I got to be honest with you. The uh, most I've heard about this game, the, the, all I've got to comment on is the five minutes before we went to air because I passed out on the couch last night and woke up to a bleacher report saying we lost by one point. <laughs> so that's that's my recollection of the entire game, lost by one point. Um, I did look at the box score, and it was nice to see a, a close game all the way through. Uh, and after this pod, I will be actually ready to drink again, and I'm going to sit down and actually watch it back. So I'm, I'm interested to hear everyone else's comments on this one so that I can uh, put shit on you a little bit later. <laughs> Well, Gav, did you have any uh, thoughts? Um, uh, look, it was a it was a really really good game of basketball. There was physicality, there was chippiness. Um, great, great to watch. But as a obviously as a Suns fan, losing the way we did um, wasn't the greatest. But ultimately, we still made some really poor mistakes. Can we stop? Can somebody get a message to our friend Frank Vogel and say, dude, stop telling these players to pass cross court? They are their, our biggest, like the worst turnovers that this team makes. A cross court pass and we just turned over. Just stop. Um, Devin Booker's last three minutes was phenomenal. So great to watch. The dude is we're, – we're blessed. Again, I'll say it again. We're blessed as Suns fans to have someone as talented as that to watch. Um, and, yeah, look, we lost the game. We move on. Um, they were up and about. They really desperately wanted to beat us. You could see that by Draymond's behaviour. But ultimately, we've been on a pretty pretty damn good run. I'm going to – I'm, I'm okay with, yeah. It, it, your most used word on this pod today has been ultimately, and I, ultimately. every time you say it, I figure you always follow it with "We're not here to fuck spiders." I kind of feel like we're at the end of the pod already. Every time you say the word ultimately, ultimately. Well, you know, shout out to John Boyd, a good, bad, or indifferent. That's how Gavin's going to be talking for the rest of this podcast. So, well, I think, I think, good, bad, ultimately. or indifferent, ultimately. Um, it was a really close game. There was, I, I loved this. Was really enjoyable, right from the Nurk and Draymond, them two going at it. Draymond, Draymond looked really, really upset that he couldn't do a sneaky fucking um, um, behind the back clobber of Nurkic or someone. He's like, they're onto me. They're onto me. Yeah. I can't be a grub. I can't <laughs> be a grub this game. I'm gonna have to. And then Nurkic is, is there, like, all right, come at me from the front, and he's standing there and. Draymond's like, oh God, look away for a second, look away, so I can I can clobber you or something. But um, yeah, he's a coward, man. I love that too small. That they're fucking bang bang. Love that, and I got pissed off when Draymond did it back to Nurk when he fucking back down like two or three plays later. Pissed me off. I was really looking for the Clay Booker game, but Clay came out and just took a big shit on the court. Um, Clay is fucking gone. He is so finished. He's spent. He's spent. He's cooked. But yeah, no, I was um, I was hoping that he put up a bit more. Um, but um, yeah, book just like oh. And one other thing I will take from this game, um, um, matchup wise, when Booker drained his only two threes in Draymond Green's face from the, exactly the same spot, just off to the left, 
and just a couple of steps back and just fucking let it go. And, he, and that time that he, he just held it, he held it. And I just went, yes, yes. I was, I was erect. I was up. I was <laughs> fist pumping. I was, I was. I really want to watch the game. I was up off my that was so, so looking at Twitter though, looking at Twitter after the game and the press conferences, I mean, Draymond mouthed off because that's what he does. But was KD fouled as well? I mean, I know Book was basically yes. bear hugged and it should have been he two was, free throws. He was fouled. They were both fouled before the fucking um, inbound. And it, KD Draymond, was fouled Draymond, too, right? Draymond was Dray, all Draymond over I mean, KD. Space. It looked, look, I... I I don't know how they don't how they don't call that just because it's the last play of the game and they know that you know everyone's very anxious so let's let him get away. He was dragging, it looked like it was he was right into him and contact right up his arm before he fucking the boy had even touched his hands and then he just sort of ran. He kept running with him and just I don't I don't fucking get how that last one was a foul and that shit on KD from Draymond and then. What pissed me off more was straight after that, Draymond's just mouthing off. And then I, I just switched it off and I just went, all right, every, all you kids go to your room and start cleaning it. Um, um, go and do the dishes. And I just started taking it out on them, um, chores-wise. But, yeah, man, that really, really pissed me off. Steph Curry, that three, right at the end. Bradley Bill going for the steal? Why do you... you why go for the fucking steal there? And now, now you guys tell me. What uh, you no, no, the steal was there. The steal was there. Well, it fucking wasn't, Gavin. Because guess what? Because <laughs> Curry hit a fucking three and beat us at the buzzer, pretty much. So it wasn't there. Why not just hang one step back and get a hand up in his face rather than running behind him to go for a steal and, and, and close the game off there? Oh, come on, man. And you know it could have gone either way. If he hadn't made the steal, I'd be backflipping and um, um, you know, I'd be singing a different tune right now. But um, that that annoyed me. Like I have to be annoyed. Exactly, keep, lost the game. keep you uh, keep your spot on. Well, I, I will say I was only able to catch about the last six and a half minutes. Uh, otherwise, uh, I was uh, uh, trying to catch it on the radio before that, so I wasn't able to see kind of uh, everything that was happening. The last six minutes. Looked pretty darn competitive. I think Booker looked elite. I mean, he, he's been doing it for a while now, but it's just so much fun to see somebody take it over, take over the game on our end. And uh, and Booker just does it so so well. Had a thirty point game, and honestly, I thought we had the the game, uh, but that uh, that last bucket uh, putting us up two with what was it about three seconds? I think just over three seconds to go. And I thought as soon as soon as I saw that shot go in, I was like, oh, fantastic! And I'm like. Too much time on the clock, though. And then uh, they hit the three, and it left 0.7 on the clock. And and, and I'll be honest, I, they how, how often do you ever see that the, they call the foul on the inbound pass? I like as 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 much as I agree with you guys that there was way too much contact there. Um, I feel like I feel like we always get robbed on that. So I was amazed that they actually gave us another another shot. But you could just tell there was no we didn't have the timeout because there was no play ran and. Couple guys yeah, just that, tried to run. That last and play was that that last play was horrible. Yeah. And what, just <laughs> you only caught the last six minutes of the game. What I will say is that we had seven. I think we had fourteen or fifteen turnovers overall for for the game. We had seven in the first quarter, so we actually 
tidied a lot up towards the end of the game, and 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 it did get more competitive from that point. But they were both teams were shooting the lights out in that first quarter. We were just sloppy, um, and like if if we just tidy up that one side of it and stop giving them so many fucking possessions, we are what just we have, what we have. We had seven seven turnovers in the first in the first quarter. First quarter, yeah, it was like seven seven to two or something crazy like that but that's that's what i'm saying and, I, and that was a the first half was 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 really close they won the first quarter we won the second quarter but man if we were just that little bit tidier that little bit a little bit more maybe if we had a point guard gavin i don't know but if we were just that little bit better, <laughs> we were just that, that little bit better ball control wise we, we're destroying we're destroying that team today a little bit better just a little bit Jake, you said you only caught the last six minutes. Uh, did you have something better to do on your Saturday night? Uh, you know, I, I, I was uh, I was probably not doing nearly as much fun stuff as you were doing uh, your uh, last night. So uh, no, uh, yeah. J- j- can just you, out can you put up? Can you put up Voida's comment? Oh, there you go. I'll fuck go, you, Boyd, Tell me who's Golden State's point guard. Well, let's not start this fucking shit again. Boyd's comment was funny. Moving on. <laughs> well, all right. That kind of recaps this week. So let's take a, a quick ponder. I believe we had. Uh, are, are we going to name our Sun Walker? Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's all right, do let me that. pull that up. Let's let's let the internet roll. I'll be walking on the sun. Hey, that one worked a little bit better, and it seems to work better if I don't have to play a video for eight minutes. So, uh, the Sunwalker of the Week, who in the Phoenix Suns stood out the most to you guys this week is having a fantastic week. Who wants to give the first shot? Straight up, KD, the dunk on Giannis, highlight of the week. Ooh, all right. Uh, Bradley Beal, bounced back against Washington, delivered on my 40-piece prediction. Um, and has been great. Oh, that dude is fast. I didn't realize how fast Bradley Beal was. He's kind of sneaky fast, too, because he's stocky. He's he's a bigger guard. Man, I'd, no, I really I loved Bradley Beal. Even today, I don't think he had a massive game points-wise, but um, his, his especially about midway through, just before Booker came in in the last quarter, Bradley Beal was fantastic. Well, okay. Boyd? Can I have three? <laughs> oh, I mean, it kind of defeats the purpose, yeah. Okay. okay. Well, look, um, like last night. <laughs> which <laughs> one player stood out? I've got four. <laughs> <laughs> hey, statistically, um, um, the boys over this side are, are spot on, but I really... Um, I wanted to do like a fucking uh, uh, give it to the front office, give it to James Jones for clearing house and doing so well in that regard um, mm-hmm. at, the, at the trade deadline. But I'm going to give it to a guy who has just shut up if he's, uh, whether he's getting 12 shots or three shots. And he was asked by he was asked by the coach, Mr. Vogel, to go out there and be a point guard, and I saw it saw it in a in a clip in a in an interview. He, he said that he took it really seriously when he went out there and gave us 
14 dimes and and zero turnovers and really enabled our offense to to um, to shine. Now it's Grayson Allen for mine, and he 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 doesn't whinge. Eric Gordon had a bit of a whinge earlier because he wasn't a big enough part of the offense. We have a guy here who is the best shooter in the entire league percentage-wise from deep. And he's he, he had a couple of games where he got three shots. And I think um, there was a game there where, where he was 100% from, from the field. Not a fucking peep out of this guy. Not a peep. And then he gets asked, okay, instead of being the best three-point shooter on the team in the fucking world, can you just go out and just rack up a lot of assists and just do a point guard thing for us? And he's like, yeah, cool. And he took it seriously. He's a team guy and he's just um, – <laughs> I he took it seriously, like like he he was that guy. It was it was instrumental um, what he what he did for our offense. So I'm going to give it to Grayson Allen without the the big Larry right across the board stats, just because I, I just like what he's done from a from a team standpoint. And um, yeah, hopefully he's around for years to come. Hey Jake, so... you were just looking at your phone. Did you just see the Bleacher Report post that came out from Nurkic on? Uh, I did. Nurkic, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll go ahead and bring that up now. Yeah, I saw the quote that Nurkic on Draymond Green quoted as saying, it's sad. He didn't learn anything. Just a matter of time. He's going to hit somebody else again. Take back <laughs> everything I said. He don't deserve a chance. He Whoa. Said that. Are you serious? God, right now on Bleacher Report. It's a locker room interview. I said this ages ago. The whole fucking league is going on about, let's give this guy, he's had... Um, he's had all this counselling about hitting people, and then I I made a comment about me, me um um I can teach my three year old not to hit people, and it's a bad thing, and don't do it, right? Otherwise, I'll flog your ass. Now, Raymond Green is a grown ass adult playing a professional sport, making millions and millions of dollars, and he doesn't just go out and hit people; he does it in a sneaky, grubby manner. He's a piece of shit, and the fact that Nurk is standing up to him after his carry on. Um, um, on the court today, like man, Nurk, Nurk forever, never trading. So much better than DA. So much better than DA. So much better. Nate, I believe this was your son, Walker. <laughs> you might be a king or a little street sweeper, but sooner or later you dance with the Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we don't have a Bradley Beal one, uh, unfortunately, Gav, uh, but I, I did hear a Grayson Allen shout out by Boyd. This can you be scary? Oh, oh, I know the grass can be. Can it be scary? What do you think of this? I'm Grayson Allen. <laughs> anyway, that's no, all the time we have for today. Oh, um, God, those uh, were fast uh, ones. I was just going to say, let me put my finger on the scale here. I'm actually going to side with Gavin. I think this was a hell of a week for Bradley Beal, not just because he knows how to steamroll the terrible Washington Wizards, but that was 43-point game. And then he kind of kept it consistent the rest of the week. Against Milwaukee, he had a, a nice 25-point game. Uh, and against Utah, Phoenix, or, uh, Beal had a 30-point game, 6 of 9 from 3. It's always great to see him uh, hitting those 3-point shots. Uh, today, uh, not as great, 15 points, but he was 7 of 16, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. I feel like pretty solid over all effort. I really wanted to give it to Devin Booker, but missing that Jazz game uh, was a bit of a setback. But no, and, and we'll see. Wait, and uh, and you don't show. have a drop, but let's let's sing the song from the greatest drop for Bradley Beal. 
you're not the only one, but you're the best, Bradley. Boom, boom. Come on, man. You call that singing it? Is anyone else going to have a go? Come on. Go. You have a go. Go. And they say you're not the only one, but you're the best, Bradley. Boom, boom. Black hole sun. Besides Boyd singing, uh, who do you guys have as the most disappointing Phoenix Sun this week? Uh, whoever wants to start Can it off. Can I just say Jordan Goodwin? <laughs> you can say Jordan Goodwin. Yeah. All fuck right, me. we'll drop. We'll hit the drop. Bert, to say goodbye to Mr. Goodwin. I am no longer Jordan Goodwin. I am Sub-Zero. And Sub-Zero. I'm so glad is... I don't have to watch him on the fucking court anymore. I am. <laughs> he literally just pissed me off all season. So thank fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Void, any, anyone else? Or one, one of the other guys that got shipped out potentially? Black old son. Um, I think my black hole son, it's got to go to one of the guys that was shipped out. Um, in and I'm gonna say KBD. Um, I mean, fuck, you're like, but it's it's a it's just easy for me to give it to him because he 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 came in, he had I, I would say little impact in the little minutes that he had. Um, but yeah, no, he's gone now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a cheap shot at someone on the way out, similar to what fucking um, um, was it Kelly Oubre did with the Suns. <laughs> When he took a shot. Uh, Voida, you are Voida, Voida, you are the king, just quietly. Voida. <laughs> you say Voida or is the biggest disappointment. Boyda, Boyda. The, 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 Not Voida. I would never say Voida. Look back to the last offseason. We all had high hopes for what KBD could actually do. And he did fucking nothing. He did fucking nothing. So you should have just stuck with that one, Boyd. No, I'm uh, mine. Yeah, Who yeah. You got? Permission, you got? permission, permission to go on a rant. Oh, absolutely. You can do it anyway. Go, son. <laughs> My black hole son of the week is Eric fucking Gordon. Number one, learn how to play fucking defense. Every fucking time we get to a last quarter, I watch you run around with your head in the air, not defending anyone whatsoever, and just. Yeah. Then on offense, we get to the last quarter. The Phoenix Suns have struggled badly in the last quarter. I figured it out. I'm going to move on. I know what the problem is in the last quarter. It's Eric Gordon taking heat checks when he hasn't hit a three. He shoots most of his three pointers in the last quarter and misses them all. Dude, I am so happy that we traded for Royce, <laughs> Royce to 5'9. Because he can take those goddamn Eric Gordon minutes and make it not as ugly as it is. So in 12 seconds into the shot clock, in today's game, in the last quarter, when the Warriors were on a 7-0 run, you stood and dribbled the ball for eight seconds and then popped up a three from four Step metres back. behind the three-point line. That was a step back, but he 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 did hit one in the fourth. I'm pretty sure that's he hit one. It's, it's a hell of a step back at four meters. You shoot, but it's you shoot. <laughs> if you're a three point shooter and you shoot 15 shot attempts in the last quarter, you're gonna hit one. It's actually a very 
clever business move because it's not as noticeable in the fourth quarter when everyone else is missing shots for the Phoenix Suns. Right. Nobody else gets like, a shot. People, people on rhythm. Twitter, people on Twitter lost their minds about KD's contested shot in that Warriors run at the start of the last quarter. The only reason KD shot that was because he didn't want Eric Gordon to take another shot. <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was absolutely a rant. Well done. I don't think Gavin you know is... how classic Eric Gordon is, though. Don't you know what movie franchise he was in? By J.R.R. Tolkien, a new movie from Peter Jackson. Eric Gordon starring as Samwise Gamgee and Frank Vogel starring as Frodo Baggins, the Lord of the Rings. I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. Come on! <laughs> now you're right. He was not carrying us in tonight's game, but he did have that very good when he was starting. Of course, Utah Jazz game, seven of eight shooting. The guy just what? What? I don't know what it did. It reminds me a little bit of uh, what was it? Grant Hill first game interview for that game. He had a great game. Yeah. Well, I, I think it might have been Grant Hill. There was somebody on the Suns. Uh, during that seven seconds or less era that I think a lot of people thought, okay, this guy should be coming off the bench, but he, he was getting kind of up there in years and they found out that he was going to be far worse coming off the bench because he was going to like his, after his warm up, then he was going to go cool off and sit for eight minutes and he was going to come in and be a shell of himself. Maybe that's the Eric Gordon that we're dealing with right now. Cause when he starts, it's like, Oh, fantastic. Can't wait for all of our stars to come back. We're going to be elite. When the starters come back, Eric Gordon goes back to, coming off the bench, Eric Gordon, and you're right. Defense, I don't know if he plays it. He, he's kind of stocky like a Bradley Beal, but he just – he doesn't look like he's ever known how to throw his weight around at all. He, I mean, he, he basically no stood in the key. <laughs> he stood in the key and watched his opponents walk past him for offensive rebounds in that last quarter, and honestly, I nearly picked up the laptop and threw it. It, it, he is making me so mad now. Your job is to come in, hit two or three threes a game, defend when you're out there, you're big enough, you're strong enough, and you should be able to do it. Do you do the right thing to fit into the team? Right now, all it seems like AG's doing is doing the right thing to suit himself. And that is it. So starting, Fuck yeah. Tell us what you really think. Right. When he's, when he's starting, he's doing all the right things you're saying, but when he's not starting, he's throwing the toys. No, out. I didn't say that. I didn't say no, that. Well, he played no, a Jake, decent game against Utah. Yeah, well, Jake, I think Jake was going down that road. So he's, when he's starting, he's great. He's, he's, uh, but when he's not, he's uh, being a little baby. Um, look, I'm not... Um, this is really yeah, good. Okay. Jake, who's your black hole son? Oh, well, he's no longer he's, on the team. Yuta, the shooter McGavin, it is sad to see you go because I was one of those people so hyped for you to be the fifth starter, and I was pretty much immediately embarrassed to have thought that that was going to be the actual situation. He found himself at the back end of the bench at the end. And gosh, I mean, for the guy that was supposed to be known as hitting really 
hitting threes at a really efficient clip. I think we, when we traded him, I think he was in the upper 20%, lower 30. It was bad. Uh, but, and uh, it was interesting reading the, uh, the trade grades going out. And uh, I forgot who it was. Somebody from The Athletic, I think, was saying, well, you know, he's probably not going to shoot like that for the rest of his career because he used to be decent. And I'm just like, well, that's the, if that's the bright spot you get to say about the guy. Oh, and they said, I, I think they said he hustled or something like that, which is kind of like what I feel like coaches of like nine-year-olds say like, Oh, Hey, how come my kid doesn't get to play more? Well, look, your kid hustles. Like <laughs> it's like, that's you, you want to start with a compliment. Like I get it. He hustles. Uh, you did hustle. He wasn't effective in his hustling, um, and that's why he's gone. Um, I will say, yeah, uh, Kip nailed it. Hustled or just happy feet. He did look always <laughs> like he just kind of didn't know. He, he was nervous somebody was going to drive on him or step back and shoot, and he just never knew where he wanted to go. Um, so, yeah, yeah Yuta, black hole son of the week. I thought about Nazir Little because I really thought that that was the most tradable contract. Um, I, I guess going into that's, next not year, black, that's not black hole. Nasir Little pulled off the like the biggest highway robbery in the history of the world. He was the tradable piece, and at the end, when every one of us went, we're gonna we're gonna trade up. Where you know Nas absolute certainty to be gone and mm. we came out of trade period and the dude's still there well done we just segue into trade talk <clears throat> did i miss that yeah. I, I, I mean he's hey, what he's but before, we do, before we do before we do i apologize um to the aussie suns fans um our next podcast prize is actually assigned to you to want to derby basketball um and <laughs> i don't know what to do there well, I mean, scratch it out. Just write <laughs> something else on it. If you think back to FIBA World Cup, Yuta is literally the best Japanese player in the world. What happened? <laughs> to, to your point, Jake, what the fuck happened? All I can say is that Damian Lee, Damian Lee is there icing up his bloody bung knee right now. And he's like, <laughs> fuck, I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> because that's literally that's his spot right there. When he gets back, he's going to be that knockdown three point shooter that we wanted you to be. All right, let's let's move on, Jake. Let's go let's, into the uh, trade discussion. Can we take an Aussie segue here? Let's just throw Jake's show off uh, off kilter sure. a little no, bit. Yeah. Do it. You and travelled a bit, Gav. You know when I'm uh, drinking something that looks like orange juice at this time of the morning. You know what it is? It's vodka. Yes. My, it's my Phoenix breakfast juice, Jake. Every morning uh, that me and Gav were in Phoenix, uh, we were hungover. And every morning, we would have the vodka orange juice. That was how we got back into it. You're not a mimosa guy? You don't like the bubbles in it? Uh, I mean, mean, champers is a little bit fucking much effort, to be honest. (laughs) You got to pop the cork. It's a whole thing. (laughs) And the shit goes flat after, like, if you don't finish the bottle... You know, and I gotta get That's through never lunch. been a problem for me. I gotta get through lunch. <laughs> was oh, there more, is there more to the screwdriver story, or was it just? <laughs> no, that's it. It was just. Uh, you're no, it was shit. just that we drank. Oh, he just wanted to tell everyone he's drinking vodka and orange. Oh, there you go. Well, okay. hey, there's vitamins in there. There's it's vitamins. The fucking minutes. And uh, trade deadline. Let's go, Jake. Let's go. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, no new drops yet. 
but the Suns did acquire uh, via trade Royce O'Neal and help me out here, guys. Nick Toddy, Ruddy, 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 D Rod, D Rod, D Rod, Hot Rod. Um, I know zero about Dick Roddy. Um, well, Dick Roddy's uh, Dick Roddy's as fat as me. But and he plays a guard, doesn't he? Like I think the only thing That's I read about it was that I or no, they try and make him play four, but he, he's undersized, isn't he? Isn't he like six four? He's like twice the size of Charles, Nate. Charles Charles Barkley is back. <laughs> Motherfucker. Fuck <laughs> this shit. <laughs> go go get some more vitamins in your vodka. Um but okay, so obviously the main Troy the the, the the crown jewel of this trade, and I think some of the people in the chat have been talking about it, it was addition by subtraction. We have additional roster spots open. But let's talk about Royce O'Neal. He got to play a little bit tonight, and he's going to be a key piece moving forward. Played a little, little bit with Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. And as some of the Aussies are walking away from me, I'll turn it right back to you, Gavin, to say, Royce O'Neal, what are your thoughts on it? Um, look, uh... <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't the main piece that I would have liked us to add with Royce O'Neal, but he's he's a nice, a really nice addition. Uh, he could shoot threes. Um, he plays a very. He probably play a very similar role to Eric Gordon. So after my rant recently, I um I'm gonna back that up again and go. I'm really happy we got him now, just so we don't have to watch Eric Gordon. Especially in last quarters. Um, okay. No, no, you guys, know look, Gordon is still going to be playing. <laughs> I think um, I think Royce is a really nice fit. KD clearly happy with the fact that we bought him across. Could shoot the ball okay. Defends really well. Um, yeah, pretty pleased. Roddy, I'm actually okay with that too. Um, he, he's not that bad a piece. I'd like to see him hit the floor and let's see what happens. Um, he's probably fuck off. I just point about the same height. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why the fuck do I even come on this show? <laughs> They're well, about the same well, height. Oh, well, guys, I'll send you through some um, um, photos some of me and Nate in the, in the delivery room. You guys <laughs> yeah. might have to do a little 23 and <laughs> me after this. <laughs> Um. Anyway, um, no, I'm, I'm. Look, ultimately, the the best thing that came out of the the actual trade piece or trade period was that we added some flexibility around the Roddy contract, the Royce O'Neill contract. Um, the team actually added flexibility that we can potentially look at over the off season, as well as maintain the only flexibility that we had with uh, Nash and Grayson Allen. So. Um, are, are, are both both those guys signed past this year, Royce and Roddy? Do we know? Uh, Royce is. Roddy, Roddy I, is. Roddy is. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah, that would okay. That speaks then to the flexibility. Royce, maybe not. Well, add to the flexibility. We sent out more pieces than we took back. So I know uh, yeah. Boyd has said earlier something about the buyout market. I mean, you know, yeah, we'll team. get we'll get to yeah, the buyout, buyout market as well. Um, Royce yeah, Royce is Royce is an unrestricted free agent, but right. No, but still, I, I think my, my knowledge of Royce O'Neal's game is uh, that he hits the three better than Josh Okogie, but might not be 
as much of a defender as Okogi, but he's certainly not far off. Like he would still probably be one of our top wing defenders moving forward. And he, but he hits the three at a, a much more consistent. Cl- How many kids? <laughs> so, and none of them uh, fucking None of them are close. <laughs> exactly. This is Roy O'Neal is not an elite three-point shooter, but he he we should feel more confident. I think he's upper thirty percent, right? I mean, this is which might make Gavin a little nervous because that's probably where the Eric Gordon shooting percentages is going to be. But unlike Eric Royce, will actually probably put a body on somebody and play some defense. Uh, um, Boyd, what what do your kids think about Royce O'Neal? They love him. They love him. They love the flexibility that the team got. Um, hang on, Charles. They love the fact that the team bought him clothes. Mm. <laughs> no. oh. You're right, mate. Um, no, uh, you were frozen, and now you're one kid less. Did you just drop the other one, or <laughs> it's it's on its head somewhere yeah. in the background? <laughs> he rolled his ankle. He's just crawling out now. He'll be right. Hey, um. But I think I think I I love what we've done. We we cleared out a lot of shit, and a couple of picks. Our second round picks, um, it's great to have them. But if they're just going to sit there and you're going to take a take a swing on a guy, and they're bad. Uh, I'm pretty sure like half of our second round picks were bad. They're like late late second rounders. James Jones so, doesn't use them, so fucking why hold them? Well, he does use them because he did use them. Okay, so we got yeah, Royce no, O'Neal. No, he doesn't draft. We got Royce well, O'Neill, a yeah. sound, a sound. I'm not going to say he's an elite defender. He's a, he's a, he's a versatile. He's a, he's a, um, he's a good defender. He's falling asleep. Oh, I'm doing it. This is great. Um, he's an, he's, he's a good defender. He can defend multiple positions. Um, he can knock down threes. I think it was 50% today. He took one of two. Very small sample size. But um, I liked what the what they said afterwards is that they they went after someone that would be a seamless fit with the team that we have. And um, yeah, no, I think I think he was good. And we also got Roddy. And Roddy, I, don't, I I'm not holding out any great expectations for Roddy this season. But it's nice to have one eye on the future and someone that you can throw in, um, um, you know, a hefty guy like a, a solid wing defender who mm-hmm. can go in there and uh, and do a job for us in spot minutes. So we cleared out a lot of crap that we can stop like fucking around with and just um, um, experimenting with. And we got guys that 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 can contribute i think so and the contract size so um that royce o'neill contract is very is very similar size to what grayson allen is so we're going to be able to do with um um with the bird rights type of thing the same thing as we can do with grayson in the off season is that we can um sign him for more that we wouldn't have been able to do in free agency because of you know the fact that we're over the second apron so it's um you're you're already holding royce o'neill next season after one game, yes, yes, contractually, yes, simply because he's a body that can play NBA rotation minutes and the size of his contract. Now we can't, we still can't stack contracts next season, but it's better than just having a shitty guy that you don't want on a minimum salary trying to trade that. You know, well, we're going to we're going to get we're going to get more picks in the future, so it could just be. Someone not being happy on around about fourteen million after we re-sign him um, next season. Someone not being happy where they are, and we're just saying, "All right, take Royce O'Neill, and we'll give you another shitty second rounder, and we'll take this guy." So it's just having having a, a few different salary sizes that we can fuck around with 
um, in the future that we're, we're at a point right now where we're not going to be able to get these guys moving forward. So, um, Did your child just die? No, uh, I think he's still breathing. <laughs> yeah, no, he's good. <laughs> No, hey, I, I think, yeah, that's that, that's a good point on because if uh, if I'm reading the chat right, if we're if we're gonna have bird rights to Royce, um, so we could actually kind of potentially even inflate his contract a little bit. Uh, and if uh, I think was uh, uh, Darth Voido had pointed out that Roddy had a club option that was exercised, so uh, I think he'd be coming back for another year as well. So that kind of helps us build into it. I, I don't know if you guys had heard this. Uh, I had just recently heard it as well. I think they said. 12 teams in the NBA have 75% of the first round picks for the rest of the decade. Uh, it's, it's something astronomical like that. You know, I could be a little off on the numbers. Someone can correct me in the chat, but it's well, basically, that's why the second round picks all of a sudden became, you know, not complete garbage. It became grease to gears because the, the guys that have a ton of first round picks are looking for absolute difference makers like the thunder uh, have a ton of first-round picks, the Jazz. Um, but if you have an absolute difference maker, you're probably competing and you're not looking to ship them out right now. So eventually some people will part, and we might see more of those Rudy Gobert-type trades in the future because the teams like Thunder are going to want to start to really compete, and they're going to have to part with a lot of picks to do it. And that's why the teams that are competing now are like, hey, we got two two second rounders we can throw to you. And all of a sudden, it's just enough uh, because there's just there's going to be a lot. Eventually, the th teams like the Thunder, potentially the Jazz, and these other teams that are stockpiling are going to have to let go promising players with a lot of potential because there's just there's not enough roster spots for them. So they're going to be letting guys uh, – I heard – they were talking about like if Josh Giddy continues the way he's doing it, Thunder might just have to let him walk because they're just not going to have enough room to be able to resign him when they play pay Shea, when they pay um, Holmgren, when they pay some of these other guys. So that'll be interesting to see. But Nate, I kind of cut you off uh, there. I apologize. <laughs> oh no, I, I mean I was just sort of echoing the points that uh, the the Roddy is an interesting piece because. It is someone that can stay and develop. And if you look at what went out, they came in on minimums. They delivered mm -hmm. fucking nothing. And I think I, I actually said it in uh, one of our chat and Voider actually replied was, uh, you know, I feel kind of bad for these guys that signed to play with us for minimum contracts and then got shipped out at the deadline. But they didn't fucking perform, so see ya. And uh, Voider was straight onto it saying, yeah, exactly. You didn't, you had your fucking chance. You didn't, essentially, you didn't do it. Um, Roddy is someone that could actually develop and become a very interesting asset, not straight away. Hey, Matt, Matt, is he is he just another Isaiah Todd, or do you think he really might develop? Because I, I just I'm getting a flash. Look, I think I think Roddy's going to be able to develop myself, but I just yeah. um I kind of feel like I felt the same way about Isaiah Todd, and then he didn't he get pissed off to Memphis. And then they waved him straight away. Well, I mean, there's always that risk, and we always have these players that fucking go nowhere. But we always have our rose-coloured fucking lenses on too when we see them come in. <laughs> we, you got to give them a chance. And, you know, one of these fucking things, like shit on a fucking wall, has to stick, you know? Yes. And the Royce and the All right, this is, this is really... going, going way too long. Oh, fuck it, there you go. <laughs> Well, where, where would you like to go to the next gap? 
who are we getting on the buyout market? Let's do that. Buyout market, uh, of course, Suns are not able to re-sign players making over a certain amount. I think I want to say it was eleven and a half million, twelve million, something like that. We already saw Spencer Dinwiddie is on his way to join the La La Lakerland, uh, and that I think that's going to be a good pickup for them. Yeah, Um, and actually, somebody was going to uh, uh, oh. uh, Kyle Lowry is going to go uh, to Philadelphia uh, on, on a, a mid. Oh, uh, that's the landing spot. Yeah, I, I was kind of. I was very surprised that Kyle thought that that maybe he thought that that was the most competitive team that could afford him. I don't know. It seemed a little strange. Before, or after uh, Embiid got injured, this, this was announced today. So yeah, uh, th- there's a lot of talk that now the Sixers are really hopeful that Embiid could be back before the end of the season. Um, that's one heck of a risk, I feel like, for Kyle Lowry, who does not have much left in the tank. Uh, so that leaves uh, some some other players out there interested to hear who you guys think uh, that might be. Well, I got to yeah, say, well, I, those, I have you Kyle guys looked or was the most interesting thought? Well, Kyle Lowry was his contract. His contract was too big. Right. Oh, right. We, could, we couldn't have signed Kyle Lowry. But it was so nice boy, to think about. Point guard and just Boyd, have, you, have you have you had a look, Boyd? Who who on the buyout yeah. market piqued your interest? I I've had a little bit of a look and straight up because I'm a guy for storylines and I said it in our chat. Um, Danilo Gallinari as a stretch four. Um, he obviously played with Booker's dad over in Europe, and Booker's got all these childhood photos with Danilo. Over there, and I just, uh, I'm, I'm all for that storyline to sort of pick back up, and then he can finish his career maybe here, getting a lot of open looks, and um, and and just revitalize his career and, and send him out on a good note. But I think he's, I think um, you know, when he was when he was in in his prime, um, um, he was he was really impactful as a as a floor spacer, and just he can get his own shot. Um, he's a bigger body, and coming off the bench and just putting that cherry on top of his career. Um, I think, look, I think basketball in Phoenix would be a lot easier for Danilo. And I think he will play better than what he has um, on his last couple of teams um, um, in our system. So Danilo for me right now. Now the other guys, there's a, there's a few names. No one's really jumped out at me. Like I'd, I'd sooner bring in John Wall um, who wasn't even a buyout guy. He hasn't got a fucking contract. Um, But I think that our second, I think that our second buyout spot um, um, is probably a guy yet to be waived or, or bought out yet. Who do you think? Who do you think that could be? Hopefully, PJ Tucker. <laughs> he Get would have to. He would have to PJ give up a lot of money, I think, to make it possible. What's because that? he has a player option for next year as well. And so most teams will, you know, they'll, they'll, PJ Tucker, I get him more, yeah. you know, because they'll, they'll get yeah. signed to a minimum contract somewhere. So they'll say, okay, we'll pay you the rest of it. I don't think LA is going to say, hey, we'll pay you 30 or, you know, 28. You go make your uh, two and a half million somewhere else. PJ, PJ ain't getting, getting bought out because the Clippers don't want to pay him to go and sign on a minimum for a contender in the West. He's not covered. So they will carry that contract. Guys, just to answer a question, um, thoughts on Rolo, Robin Lopez. 
That's where I was going. I'm here. That's for where I wanted to go. No, did you see his fucking? Did you see his hook shot? He fucking. It looked like it looked like he was dragging the fucking thing up, bringing it right around the whole fucking world. It looked like it could have been blocked by any one, any one of the opposition players on the court. The way that he broadcast that fucking thing, like it's it's uglier than it. Well, is it uglier than yeah. Bismack Biombo's shot put bloody uh? I'm a hook shot. I'm a no for Rollo. Everyone's been talking about we need something other than fucking Drew Eubanks off that bench. Yeah. Ooh, I, I, I'm, I'm on the, I think the Lopez brothers are the funniest fucking cunts in the NBA. I absolutely fucking adore watching their antics and their humor. That meme or the, the video, the video of Robin Lopez sitting at the fucking scorer's table uh, after he got traded and he still went to the game and he was reading a book. And he's literally at the fucking Milwaukee game reading a book. I just, I fucking wet myself laughing. And I just, think, I just think if you get that on a minimum in a buyout, that why not? Fuck it. I, I just that want to guy, watch him on the team. <laughs> that guy in the chat just said that Voida just brought up. I forgot about him. Daniel House. Man. Oh. You want to talk about an ex-son? That no, I'm good. Sons as a, as a, as a, as a half-ass type of a player, and we weren't too upset. He was half-ass too when he went out. Hey, hey, no, no. At each and every stop that he's had, he's hustled his ass off, and he has been a contributor, man. I think Daniel Howe. Jake, would be Jake, go to welcome. the go to the one below it. Go no. to the one below. That is far more intriguing to me. Jenny's decent. Yeah, he, he's played some some key roles on uh, some teams. He's had a lot of opportunity and. Can- Really, and defend can shoot. Can. Yeah, his, his defense is can. much more on the hustle scale. Yeah, but yeah. What I don't like about um, um, Osman is uh, his first name is pronounced C H Chetty and not Chetty. 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 Yeah, yeah. I don't like that, right? well, You can't fucking say his name. That's what you don't like. No, I just don't. I don't like. I, I, if his name was. Pronounce Seti, Seti Osman. I'd be all for it, but no. Nah, you fucking nah. dick. <laughs> you are. Okay. What do you, you guys think about the Otto Porter Jr. experience? Uh, I I you know, think here, here I would go contract guy, right? Uh, yeah, what what he did in Golden State was great. I think I would go Thad Young before I went. Oh no, that's why I was going to bring up Thaddeus Young. I, I I'm Ooh, I'm here for it. If, yeah. You're too fucking old now. He's well, no, that's why I joked as, uh, before. I was like, it could be like Eric Gordon. We thought about we'd get Thad Young about two, three years ago, and now we might finally get him, just kind of like we wanted Eric Gordon a decade ago, and now we now we finally got him, and, and Gavin's very upset about that. But you have been uh, hearing Gavin talk for fucking months now about like Thaddeus Young hate and how fucking poorly he's performed. If you I ever feel fucking- like, though, I mean, okay, here's the thing about Thad Young. Don't expect him to hit a three-point shot, uh, but – He's efficient, uh, close to the basket. He's a big body that can still play defense. He's a kind of a traditional power forward in this role. Uh, so and I think he'd there, be a very there good is, fit. There is one name that I that really interests me, and I might be like way on my own here. You usually no, are, right? Would I, I? I usually am. Would PJ Seth Hunt- Curry be a? Would Seth Curry be a no, really nice fit in Phoenix? That's amazing. We were looking at him last year, and it just it wouldn't fit with like the money and stuff. Like he was going to demand too much money to come. 
if no, I no, actually, he's, if he's, I, I fully agree. Too. Yeah, no, but I fully agree with you. It's now that entertaining, it's, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm, I don't but, like agreeing with you, Gavin, but I absolutely love that. I don't. Today, after what Steph Curry did, I don't want to talk about his fucking uh, little brother at all. So well, today, his no, brother-in-law tomorrow, plays tomorrow, on our tomorrow, team, Gavin. boy. Yeah, exactly. Yes, Boyd, I, I know he's in Charlotte, but he's um there's a hell of a lot of talk that he's getting bought out, right? So would everyone would in Charlotte's bought like out. Yeah, that's true. Charlotte's um, is he worth a look? Like in the maybe even say, yeah. just for the sake of the spot. Yes. For the sake of a good argument, I oh, get back up point guard. Well that that's why I, I like the uh, yeah, I, I didn't know if Seth if Seth is gonna go even if he's gonna get bought out. Um yeah. Okay, that's interesting. As Voida points out, they're not waving him, his dad is gushing over him playing uh, there and wearing his old number. So Okay, so Michael Jordan is making business decisions over fucking. No, his- Michael, Mike, Michael sold, sold the Mike team. Mike sold the team, man. Mike sold the no. team. Yeah. But no, way, no uh, Delon decision. Wright has been brought up a lot. All right, so 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 we've we've gone we've gone crazy. Oh no, actually, Jake, you go with that first. Yeah, no, just uh, Delon Wright. It looks like uh, he's a capable. A uh, defender, a capable point guard. I like I, I'm looking for a Delon Wright type and a Thad Young type, and and I would be, I would think that that's a decent, you know, because remember, guys, when you're getting bought out, it's usually because the team doesn't think you can do much for them anymore. And, and it, it reminded me, yeah, you're not looking for guys to come in and give you 20 minutes a game. These are the people that might give you 10 to 15, and you're really not hoping that they're going to give you any more than that because that means something else has gone wrong. Uh, but, you know, 10 to 15 minutes, maybe 10 minutes in a playoff game uh, for a Thad Young, if necessary, matchup dependent, or a DeLon Wright to come in and kind of do that bulldog guard defense uh, because it's not going to be from Booker and, and Beal. They're not going to be able to take somebody up the court, uh, you know, on defense and, and guard these guys. But you can deploy a DeLon Wright and, hey, just go hustle uh, for 10 minutes a game and make it difficult uh, on, you know, a Chris Paul type guy that's having trouble getting the ball over the half court. So uh, th- those yeah. would be the types I'm looking for kind of a, a defensive focus point guard, and then somebody that can rebound and play maybe the four. Uh, and I, and I don't think we could go but, wrong with uh, those two. Void is, void is spot on. No matter what, at the moment, how it stands mm-hmm. and the guys that are on the buyout market, th- these guys are not playoff rotation pieces. Right. We are, we're filling out a roster and that's all we're doing. Um, uh, so, so who Mark would you Walker, take? Two spots. Uncharted. Great video game series, two, by the way. Two spots, Jake. You're taking DeLon Wright and Thad Young. I would be very happy if that was the case. Yeah. Nate, here's, here's a name for you. What about Chris Paul? Won't be bought out. Contract. Be? Even if he's bought out, we can't he sign is, him. He's he's too much, right? is he, anyone he, over? He's not fucking playing. Is earning over twelve point four million dollars? Before we can't sign Chris Paul. We can't. What was his final year? Was it? Was was he down to sixteen on his final year? No, it's like thirty. Or I think I think it's sixteen guaranteed. Oh right, yeah. But I but I think his contract's like thirty million. We can't. We 
if he was bought out, we can't sign him. So, Nate, who, who do you have? Who are your two, two Yeah. Yeah, Nate, who's your two guy. buyouts? Look, I, like I said, I still like Robin Lopez just because they're fucking, those brothers just I fucking love them. I just fucking love them. <laughs> I like, though, I, I do appreciate that your entire interest in Robin Lopez is not like, hey, he knows how to foul guys hard. You know, he'll make them all earn it at the rim. Decent defender can box out. It's like, he's funny. He reads a book on the sidelines. It's like, okay, we're trying to win this title. And it's like, hey, look at his hair. He's, he's got jokes. He's like Sideshow Bob. He literally, he literally is Sideshow Bob. It is. Uh, hey, um, boy, yeah. boy's carrying on about, oh, wait, oh, he's a nice guy. This guy is yeah. fucking funny. Um, we, yeah. we have the whole Buck series where we like, we need just somebody to stick in front of Giannis to take fouls. This guy is going to be better than fucking JaVale McGee. Like, not, come on. They're not going to play him. Hey, if he took them fouls, we'd find something else to whinge about him. Probably another yeah. fucking five things to whinge about. Um, well, Gav certainly will. Yeah, so so I um, I remember seeing Daniel House on there, and that really did intrigue me. He's boy to remind me of it. Um, but, yeah, Danilo Gallinari and uh, okay. Daniel House. Give them to me. Okay. Your Danilo take is actually very interesting with that whole backstory you gave. I like the way you pitched that to me. Good sales work. Let's see. Well, we talked about Okay, let's talk about uh, upcoming week. (laughs) On Wednesday, uh, U.S. time, uh, we will be taking on the Sacramento Kings. Tuesday, U.S. time. Oh, okay. Sorry, you gave me the Aussie time. Sorry, thank you. Robin Lopez Uh, paid for the Kings. Yeah, he. I think he did. Will he play? Uh, <laughs> Sacramento Kings week and uh, and uh, Detroit uh, Pistons also coming up. Uh, so that'll be on Wednesday. Uh, forecast and then of course All Star uh, weekend is here. So a um, couple of interesting games. Uh, Sacramento usually pretty competitive, um, but uh, let's go with uh, Boyd. What do you think uh, a Kings uh, matchup and a Pistons matchup? What do you predict for the week? I'll give you two W's, mate. I'll give you two Dude, W's. The Kings, we we got the Kings last at last at, at our last stop. It, that was a buzzer beater, wasn't it? No, yeah, we so didn't get the at, Kings. We we're at the watch party and we lost. No, no, no. We've played them since. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. No, we we beat them. We beat them the next time. Um, okay. We've got a taste. We've got a taste of King blood, and we're taking them down again. Um, but man, uh, fucking uh, Sabonis is on a he's on he's on one at the moment. He's triple dubbing like his name's Nikola Jokic. He's he's going off right now. But um, um, and I actually feel bad because I didn't want to trade DA for um, Sabonis back in the day. I thought it was a shitty move back when I was a DA stand. Um, kicking myself now. I love like, I look stupid. Um, but yeah, and then and no, who's that no, next game, just, Jake? Just... You need you need to go full Joel here, and just like back yourself in. Just ride it right to the fucking yeah. end. To ride it or to the end. Nah, nah. I can admit when I'm wrong. It happens once or twice a year, and I'll and I will admit it. Um, but yeah, what's that next game? Uh, Detroit, Detroit Pistons. Detroit. They've uh, they're actually going all right without. Is Cade Cade's not quite back yet? Is he? Or has he come back and been in and out a bit? But um, hey, I um um, 
I think uh, Detroit are going to um, put up a bit of a fight, uh, but I think we fucking pump them. Yeah. Nate, any disagreements with uh, the 2-0 and prediction? Look, <clears throat> I don't disagree. Uh, the Kings game is scary because they're, they're kind of always that underachiever. And the last couple of seasons, they've proven that they can compete. They've made tough business moves. They've let pieces go and uh, legitimately improve themselves. And I think the whole culture of the organization since, since Vlade Divac went has changed. Um, look, they're, they're above us in the standings. And to Boyd's point, Sabonis is a hell of a fucking center. Mm-hmm. So that that's going to be the, the one game really worth watching. The, the Pistons game is going to be a walkover, let's be honest. Yeah. They don't even yeah. want to win anymore. Uh, so you got 2-0? Mon- Monty's just trying to fucking keep his job, I reckon. Um, yeah, are you going to go out on the edge with a uh, boy and guarantee the 2-0 week? I'm not going to guarantee, but I will go 2-0. I just think after the loss we took to the, the Warriors, I don't think there's uh, a world where we go, fuck it. We'll I'll guarantee lose. it. I'll guarantee right. it. I, I well, so yeah, I think we're all in uh, agreement. Then uh, I, I'm predicting two and zero. It'll be a fun win, uh, game against the Kings for sure. The uh, Aaron Fox man, like he 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 reminds me of a Booker t- a type Beal type where he's just mastered that mid range shot and he gets a screen from Sabonis and the, and he gets in on those clutch shots. He was clutch player of the year last year. And he comes down and he breaks hearts. And so it, it should be a good game. Uh, they beat us, what, in the first game, I think, of the year. And then, of course, we had that massive comeback and we broke their hearts. So I'd like to see us try and handle them out of the gate. And so we don't have to worry too much about it. Uh, might be wishful thinking, but I'm certainly going to be excited for that game. Uh, Detroit Pistons, yep. Uh, we can, uh, as uh, Voida talked about um uh, Valentine's Day here in the States where we get to see our uh, uh, our ex, uh, Coach Monty Williams, uh, and that might be the, the highlight of that game uh, before the All-Star game. So, uh, Gav, any, any uh, disagreements or total agreement on that as well? The, no, I think I think, uh, I think think we go 3-0 this week. Um, 3-0? We beat, we beat, we beat, we beat Sacramento. Sure, mate, and let me talk. <laughs> we beat Sacramento because losing games in the Western Conference right now is way too important. Yep. So I think we we get the win against Sacramento. Detroit, it's going to be like Washington, but it'll be fun because Monty's there. People will cuddle him and that'll be great. And then KD and Book are going to light up the All-Star game and make sure that Phoenix goes 3-0. and Devin Booker, All-Star MVP. Ooh, okay. I can see that, that always happens off the bench. Uh, but yeah, now, I, don't, I don't have uh, much to say about the All Star game except that uh, I'll, I'll just run my little piece that uh, glad KD got in. Obviously, very glad that Booker got in. Uh, disappointed that Grayson Allen is not invited to the three point contest, but as has been explained before, he said he didn't wow. really you know push for it. He, he, he didn't, didn't really want to. Nate, so, by the, before we go there though, Nate. I'm in Singapore on Monday, all-star game. Where are we watching? Well, it's got to be Boomerang. It's, it's the only place yeah. you guarantee to have it on, and they're open from as breakfast. Long as, so as long as we can go and watch the game somewhere. You can don't, get beers at we breakfast. don't care about where you're going to watch the game on Monday, boys. 
Sorry. Let me go a little off track here as we as we, uh, as we get ready for uh, Gab's uh, trivia session to remind us about uh, uh, relatively unknown and famous Phoenix Suns players of the past. But I got to ask, uh, especially Nate, um, because Singapore, like what is the NBA scene? And uh, tell, tell us a little bit about the country for the Suns planeteers that might not know about. Tell us a little bit about Singapore. What's the what's the NBA scene? What's the Phoenix Suns scene? Is it exclusively you? T- tell us a little bit about the place. It is exclusively me. This is the biggest disappointment of a place for NBA. <laughs> I mean, I um, in my job, I look after the Philippines as well. And it is my favorite place to visit because they are basketball mad. It is the national sport. They have their own NBA TV channel. They have NBA TV Philippines. And every bar you go into always has NBA TV Philippines on. Every hotel you stay at, it's, it's amazing. Singapore, shit. They, the games are all so fucking early. It's, let's be honest, because of the time difference, the games are always early. Everyone here watches fucking rugby union and soccer. Or you want to call it football, call it football, but I call it soccer. And it, is, it drives me mad how insane they go watching soccer at the fucking pub. And Boomerang is the only place I can ever watch a fucking basketball game if I want to go drink with my mates. And it has to be at breakfast. <clears throat> That's my vodka and orange juice. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good well, I hope, I, hope, I hope that answers your question, Jay. No, I mean, yeah, it's uh, kind of disappointing, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, uh, are, are you usually in? Uh, what, where do you travel to in uh, the Philippines? At um, uh, to, to catch I'm these mostly games? Manila. Uh, I mean, okay. I've, got, I've been to Cebu and Davo, uh, Davo as well. Uh, mostly Manila. Um, okay. But yeah, it, it, once you get past the traffic, like you just uh, when you land, you've got to understand that it's going to take two to three hours to get your hotel even if it's nine kilometers away, um, the traffic is that bad. Um, you stay at a place you, you can walk to everything. Don't stay at a hotel where you can't walk to anything. It's an absolute no-no. Um, but yeah, if you, if you, like I said, you go to any bar, uh, even uh, TGI Fridays, dedicated channel for NBA Philippines TV. Like seriously, it's great. It, it, that you know, you bringing that up actually just reminded me of when I caught the uh, the Suns uh, Warriors game, and this would have been uh, two years ago, uh, regular season, um, and it was a, an amazing game. I was in Colombia at the time in Medellin, and uh, and there happened to be kind of a the international uh, party district, so to speak, and uh, and I remember I found an Irish pub that was playing the game. And so I was able to uh, catch it and catch all the podcasts there um, afterwards uh, as I was having my Irish nachos and beer um, because nobody else in, in Colombia was really tuning into the regular season uh, NBA games. But uh, um, well, you know, Hamill is usually a co-host uh, with me on Suns Planet. Uh, and so we've talked a little about Australia before, but uh, you know, uh, Gab, you obviously already talked about the upcoming uh, trip to Perth. Uh, can you guys kind of let us know, uh, you know, I know we've talked about it before and I know you guys have too, but um, kind of recap, like how has Aussie Suns fans uh, fandom grown? And, uh, you know, are, are, are you seeing kind of uh, the differences from when you started to where you're at now? Boy, you can go. Yes, except for in Sydney, because Sydney stiffed us at the watch party. Sydney are a bunch of fucking mercenaries, man. They're mercenaries. They just uh, they they jump on whatever's flashy that month, and the fandom there is shit house. But 
I would say, like, since since we've um, the Aussie Suns fans movement has started, we um we've had heaps of people reach out to us and and join. We never thought it was going to be as big as it is now, and um, the watch parties are helping it along. Um, but yeah, look, we we need to be a bit better in the way that we plan things out a bit more as a as a podcast. Gav, you will agree, but definitely, man. Like we've got we've got people jumping over to the Suns, especially now with um, the big names that that we have. But yeah, no, it's um, man, I think it's 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 on the up and up. Every time we post something on a social media site about a watch party or about the group or something like that, there's always new new names popping up and. Just NBA fans in general, I think, are on the upswing in Australia for sure. And uh, Justin Ishbia followed us this week, so uh, Justin Ishbia, yeah, Justin Ishbia. Not mad, but are you sure that's not just Justin from Fanning the Flames trolling you? Anyway, um, who, <laughs> let's let's kick into who am I, gents? So a reminder of how this works. Well, yes, this is Jake's pod. No, no, I know, but he yeah, allowed me to Aussie do this. Hostile takeover, yeah. Who am I? Aussie hostile takeover styles. Oh, Jake, you I have support me. with the chat. So it is Jake and the chat versus Nate and Boyd. Ooh. Boyd is frozen, which is great. Right. I'm really pleased about that. Um, but uh, if you answer wrong, you go to the back of the line for the next round. Everyone knows the rules. Are we ready, gentlemen? Sure. Okay, Am I back? Again. Am I back? We didn't You're know back, you left. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> I was drafted in the second round of the 2004 draft, 2004 NBA draft, by the New York Knicks. And who goes first? If you want to have a go, go now. And, and if it doesn't lock me get out, it if, wrong, I'm wrong? if you get it wrong, you're locked out until the end of the second round. And these are former Phoenix Suns 2004. Or current. Or could technically could be a current. Okay. <laughs> Anyone want to have a go? No one in the chat. Mm. I know. All right, let's is. move. All right, well, uh, no, 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 no. Oh, you on. want to wait? Okay. I, don't, I don't want to get sat out. But four points. I am known as a journeyman. I have played for 10 NBA teams. Cleandro Barbosa. Boyd is disqualified until the end of round three. Fuck. Either of you two or the chat when I have a go. Jake is now disqualified until the end of round oh. three. Night. I'll take a free crack at the next one. <clears throat> By the way, Jake and the chat. Oh, okay. I won and I won an NBA championship in two thousand and nine. Nate, you got a free I crack if you want. I want to agree with the chat. Actually, is it James Jones? Incorrect. You're disqualified until the end of the next round. You two boys are back in. Ooh. Who won it in 2009? That's what I'm trying to rack my brains at now. Right yeah, now. exactly. I mean, it was 14, 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to pass for now. I'm okay. going to have to pass too. 
Suns fans remember me as a player. And Boyd is right. The Lakers won in 2009. Suns fan remember me as a player who came in, sulked it up until I got traded. Trevor Ariza. Correct. Jake Fallen founder wins. Two points for the special guest slash the chat. It was Trevor Ariza. For the Suns planet. And the last hint was I was I was traded as part of a package for Kelly Oubre Jr. with the Washington Wizards. Okay. I didn't know he was a second rounder. It's good to know. Well and done, he played Jake. Such a part in the championship. Ooh. Take two Ooh. points. I, 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 I can tell. Okay, so the best part about this that the folks listening might not know, uh, Boyd and I spoke about this earlier, and he says, I've been on a fucking roll, mate. I've been crushing it. And uh, and so all of a sudden, I'm just like, oh, shoot, if I can beat him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he, he did not know one for the first four weeks, but uh, honestly, he's won like five in a row. Okay. Which is disgusting and really upsetting. <laughs> Um, who do you want to have a beer with, Jake? I thought we weren't doing this. It was Jake's pod. You said there was no beer, no oh, club. Yeah, no, 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 no. we're yeah, still going no. beers. Yeah, we, oh. we, we kind of merged the ideas It's a, a combined pod. Yes. So, well, so I'm unprepared. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly can't think about another beer right now, to be honest. I'm like, okay, no, I'm not ready. <laughs> I did ask Jake first. <laughs> another, another vodka orange, no. Uh, you know, for me, uh, that's gonna probably be Royce O'Neill. I gotta, I gotta get in this guy's head. I, I gotta find out what he's gonna actually bring to the table. I've saw the last I saw of him was at the tail end of his Utah Jazz career, breaking hearts in the playoffs when it was the Donovan Mitchell Rudy Gobert show, and they were relying on Royce O'Neill to hit clutch threes, and it wasn't happening. Uh, having seen and lived through the Josh Okogie experience. I think anybody shooting clutch threes is probably going to be better than him. So that's who I want to have a beer with. I got to find out a little bit more about this new guy that's going to be asked to play these critical minutes moving forward. Uh, I would ask Boyd, but he still seems frozen. Uh, I got a ceiling now. (laughs) He has bullet holes in the wall. (laughs) Well, he does live in Burpengary, so... Look, um, fucking beer with Jeez, if I'm thinking off the cuff after what I just said about uh, NBA TV in the Philippines, I guess I want to have a beer with the creative director or CEO of uh, how they made that fucking happen because Singapore needs something because we can't even get ESPN here. So uh, somebody, somebody needs that. Yeah, we can't even get ESPN in, in Singapore. So somebody needs to have a beer with somebody and figure that shit out. Boy, that's a Sorry, guys, we just had a smash of uh, a glass got smashed and I had to go sort it out. But, um, jeez, boy, I won one time in the trivia round. You don't have to get this upset about it. Yeah, I know. Jesus, boy. It was very upset. Um, but yeah, um, I want to have a beer with uh, um, Justin Ishbia and uh, and just say, why are you fucking following? Why are you following? 
Don't follow fucking Gavin. Gavin runs that. He's following the Aussie Suns fans, mate. I already told you this. In (laughs) fairness, Justin's probably following Gav because Gav knows Devin Booker, which it took me until about halfway through this podcast to realize that Gav has specifically moved his chair to sit directly in front of himself in the photo. So it always looks like he's he's always with them. It's just, (laughs) hey, how are you doing, sweetheart? Basically, it's live. It's live the whole time. <laughs> it's live. I'm live with Daybook. Yeah. Uh, Justin Ishbia. All right. Um, I want to have a beer with everyone in Perth who is a Suns fan and is coming to the watch party. Pull your fingers out if you are over there. All we need is three people and you make Sydney look like fucking morons. So do that. All right. Time for the vlog of the week, and this one is ugly. Google their face when you're done here. Well done, sir. <laughs> that is amazing. Who's your vlog of the week, Nate? Uh, look, last week it was Rich Paul for multiple reasons, and uh, I sent you a message in the in the, in, our, in our little podcast chat that confirmed why he was such a fucking vlog. So this week it is vlog adjacent, and it's going to be LeBron James. So, Rich Paul did all that shit last week to reposition himself with the Knicks and then having his key client, Zach Levine, go out injured on a fucking stupid contract. And then, like, two days later, when LeBron and the Lakers are playing New York, uh, LeBron picks up a a New York's Knicks towel and uses the Knicks towel to essentially tell the Lakers, I have somewhere to go. Uh, What a fucking dickhead. He's my flock. I love I love it when LeBron just gives us content. Fuck him. Boy. My flog of the week is going to go to um um uh, Paul Dervish of Wealth. Because <laughs> I heard I heard during the week that he's got an issue with Sunskeek. And I d I don't know what that's all about, but yeah, Sunskeek. Everyone loves Sunskeek, but he's got a this, he's, he's got an issue with him. He doesn't like him. Um, he doesn't like his content. And yeah, it's pretty sad, actually. So yeah, Dervish as well. Paul Bispulia. Well, you're, you're a bit of a That's, cunt, boy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit rough. Especially the fact um, that you're now doing this uh, in your car while you're driving. Is Boyd like just going off to work now? Like this is just popping the car, going for drive. I was told I was not going to let things get off the rails here. Now Boyd is this upset about losing one game of trivia. He's just like, "That's it, man. I'm out of here. I'm going for a drive. I'm driving, I'm driving off the edge of a cliff. <laughs> don't, don't try and stop me. <laughs> no, hey, trust me, no one is. <laughs> But, do, do you guys ever remember that movie? Um, gosh, with Dustin Hoffman uh, and uh, oh gosh, Rain uh, Man, uh, Hook. No, um, Man. Uh, with uh, oh gosh, who played Peter Pan? Was um, uh, I see his face? Um, but no, the movie Hook with uh, Dustin Hoffman playing Captain Hook, and uh, and he's got that moment where he, uh, this is towards the beginning. Uh, Robin Williams was in it, um, yeah, and he sits there and he puts the gun to his head and he's like, you know, there is no more adventure because Peter Pan had forgotten who he was. And so um, uh, he's like, this, this, it's not worth it anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. And so he puts the gun to his head and he's like, oh, he goes, 
Don't try to stop me, Smee. Don't you try and stop me. Try to stop me. Try to stop me. You better get off your ass and get over here because I'm trying to commit suicide. He's like, what are you doing? You better get over here and try and stop me. Yeah. So your blog of the week is Smee? Yes. Blog of the week was actually probably, I'm going to say Miles Bridges. I'll be honest. I was open to the Miles Bridges experience coming to Phoenix. Um, the guy, from what it sounded like, vetoed the idea is what it sounds like. He said, I want to stay here in Charlotte. And I'll be honest, I mean, the guy's got court hearings coming up. Then it seems to be because he can't seem to leave people alone that he should. And so I don't know if staying in the same place was the smartest thing for him to do. I understand that with uh, letting Charlotte keep his bird rights, they could afford to pay him more. But I don't think Charlotte will be that interested in keeping him back because they're keeping him because I think they're going to try and rebuild around LaMelo and some other players. So uh, Miles Bridges not kind of seeing the opportunity that he had. Good call. Yeah, no, nicely done. Uh, My vlog of the week is... It's also good to hear that Boyd indicates. Yeah, that is... is, I appreciate that Boyd uses his blinker. He's a safe driver. <laughs> my my plug of the week is, um, and I maybe do this too much, but I don't care. I like to do it. Sun's Twitter. Every time we play a game where it's not ideal and shit doesn't go our way, you don't have to sit on there and go, "Our big three is trash." Trade KD. Like fucking hell. These guys are 15 and 4 in their last 19 games. How much more do you want from them? That's good. This side is going to get to the playoffs and they are going to be fucking good to watch. So enjoy the ride, people. Enjoy the ride. Like I said earlier, guys, as soon as we get some sort of ball control and, and we start taking. Uh, as many shots as our opposition with the we're the most efficient uh, field goal percentage team in the entire league we're gonna we're gonna annihilate people so we've still got a long way to go and we don't want to peak too early so I think we're, we're going swimmingly Jake, just for the record, at this point, Gav would usually kick Boyd out for just being that. <laughs> no, I, I, I'll say this as we as we move towards uh, our exit here. Uh, this has been a blast, uh, as it always is, hanging out with you guys. Um, and uh, you know, it. Uh, hey, we didn't go three hours, so I, I, I hope that's all right with you guys. We went a little Almost longer than the hour we usually do, so I think we try to split the difference real fair there. Um, and uh, so, yeah. Uh, Tell, tell us, uh, tell us where we can find you guys if we want to connect with you on Sun's Twitter and you know, not complain about our, our team struggles. <laughs> well, you got me at Nicky's Falcon and uh, sweaty poor. It's always fucking hot and usually fucking raining in the afternoon. Yeah, just at that thing that's on the screen. <laughs> I, 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 I randomly apply. Yeah, Jake, you've started messaging me on Twitter. I actually reply now, so it's 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 coming along. Gotcha. Okay. Boyd, do you want to? Uh, mate, you can, on Twitter, you can find me at Boods83, at Mudguts on a mystery platform. And also, soon to be, you can soon, soon you'll be able to find me 
at ASAP Network, um, along with PSF app and uh, and uh, Gavel or Vavel, Vavel, Vavel platform. All of these uh, streaming services will be able to find me. Just kicking off. No, I've just got some opportunities coming my way. I'm hot property at the moment. So, uh, yeah, you'll be able to find me at all these networks. You are the most professional broadcaster I've ever met. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Please, please just, like, kick him out now. Um, (laughs) At Aussie Suns fans on Twitter, at Aussie Suns fans on YouTube, Follow us, like, subscribe, do all that sort of stuff. At Suns Planet, get across there, like, subscribe. Guys, ultimately, the best way that we can send our message, and we, look, with the Aussie Suns fans and Suns Planet, all of us, we love talking about Suns basketball. We like to have a bit of fun with it. That's the point. So subscribe. Come along with us for the journey. Um, If you're there... Honestly, if you subscribe and send me a message, you can come on one of our episodes. We don't even care. Um, we just want to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to talk about Suns basketball. And ultimately, that is our target, our aim. It's why we do this. We're not trying to be famous. We just love talking basketball. And we love talking Suns basketball. So enjoy what we do. Thanks so much. And why the shit went for two hours? Like Boyd, despite whatever it is you see from Boyd in all of these episodes, just know that the Aussie Suns fans are not here to fuck spiders. <laughs> and thanks again, Aussie Suns fans, for coming on the show. Uh, Suns Planet, uh, be sure to check these guys out. Uh, I've been following them for quite a while. This is now makes uh, another, uh, we'll say we scratch off another co- a couple of uh, stops here uh, with another visit to Australia and adding Singapore to the list. Uh, we, we've chatted with Suns fans and podcasters in England, Spain, uh, France, and uh, all over uh, Uruguay. Uh, so uh, check out the Down Under folks and and, and let Nate know that he's, he's not alone in Singapore if you stop by. Um, this was a late night after hour show, so I'll say um, good morning, Europe. Uh, and uh, Al McCoy, if you're awake, go back to bed, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Long night still ahead. Thanks, everyone. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, stay with us as the suns get set to shine here on their home court. Here's Perry, the guy heard. Here's the jump shot. Good, it's good. Al McCoy with you, courtside. Pumped up a three. Shazam! He ties it. Hey, D.A. Allen, Tim up here. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. I know it's the wall, but happy birthday, baby. Here's Cameron Payne out on top. Durant, three-pointer straight away. I just want to take this opportunity to thank everyone in this arena this afternoon, to all of those that are watching and listening on radio and TV. A thank you for allowing me to tell the story of the Suns for 51 great years. That pretty much wraps things up here. And uh, for one last time, this is Al McCoy saying thanks for being there. Thanks for being with us tonight. And from the Footprint Center here in downtown Phoenix, we'll just say so long for now.